You are listening to Best Frequencies Forever. Can you read music? No. You're hired. BFF.FM. BFF.FM to plan for the future. And it allows those supporters a direct way to be involved in the music they love. You can join this group right now. Just donate now at BFF.FM.
Good morning. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Jessica, and I'm here with Leah. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, today we are joined by a very special guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, From a galaxy far away. <laughs> From a galaxy far, far away. Uh, best friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TV on the radio general counsel has gotten us out of a lot of legal jams. Great. And a faithful listener. Uh, welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Your I'm mic is to way too here. far from your face. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is that go. better? Uh, that's a little too much better. It's a little slack. I can't yeah, get well, it to sort of stand up. Uh, I tried to in- invite a spaceship mechanic on today yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to join us, but they none were available. So <laughs> got to deal with the mics as they are. All yep. right. Um, well, we brought a man onto the show today because today <laughs> we are talking about a Star War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing men like better than Star Wars. Absolutely. True words never spoken. <laughs> yep. Boys sure do love Star Wars. Uh, not to inc- discourage all the Star Wars loving ladies out there. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, today we finally did it. We watched a Star War. We watched Andor on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Um, and uh, Andor follows the... <laughs> The Adventures of Cassian Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you'd call it a prequel to Rogue One. Yeah, um, which was a prequel to everything, right? I I had to Google um, where this falls in the action of the entire Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. And I tell you, there are a lot of SEO catching articles for that question out there. <laughs> um, but I learned what BBY is. Did you guys know what BBY is? No. This show opens uh, explaining that it takes place at BBY 5. Just I let that fact wash over me. Didn't, sure. didn't think about it at like all. Like so many facts on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Before Baby Yoda, five. <laughs> Close, actually. Before the Battle of Yavin, I believe. Which, oh, jeez. <laughs> which is, uh, spoilers, when the Death Star blows up, which I think, does that happen in the first Star Wars movie? Yeah. A New Hope? Anyway. <laughs> is so, it the first Star Wars? You've got the wrong man here. Is it a New Uh-oh. Hope? Okay. Uh, if anyone is listening who actually likes Star Wars, they are going to be so mad by the end of this hour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyway, this takes place um, somewhere around five BBY, so five years before the Death Star blows up. So Rogue One Mm -hmm. kicked off the, like, really ramping up of the Rebellion, right? I believe so. I don't remember much about that movie, except that it all hinged on someone uploading a floppy disk to something <laughs> sure, and that yeah. the ending was very, very sad. You lost the thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a thumb drive. I saw that um, on a holiday outing with my uh-huh. colleagues, which uh, wow, kind of a wild Bummer. movie to see <laughs> <laughs> on a holiday outing with your coworkers. For many years, um, my husband and I on New Year's Eve would go see a Star Wars movie uh-huh. and then go take ourselves to a fancy dinner and then go to a New Year's Eve party we had been invited to. And that was our New Year's tradition for many years. Yeah. And it ended with Rogue One because <laughs> no, thank you. Well, actually, I don't think they released any more Star Wars after movies like around the holidays after that. Oh, but, yeah. But I, also, yeah, Rogue One was crushingly sad. Yeah, I remember I liked that movie. I thought it was yeah good. I um, think um, yeah, a lot of- all I remembered was Riz Ahmed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know that Diego Luna was in this. And fun fact to really make in everyone... In Rogue One? Wasn't he the star? <laughs> didn't know that. In my mind, Riz Ahmed was the star. Uh, fun the fact. star of your heart. When I started watching this, uh-huh. I was like, isn't Andor the planet that the Ewoks blew up on? <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was about a planet. 
did not know that it was about a man. So, um, yes. Well, it is. Sorry, about Diego a man. Luna. Um, I don't. So, what did you got? Did you guys like this show, Leah? No, I, I have to say, I found this show overall not exclusively because I thought that there were some really effective um, moments and episodes. Yeah. But overall, I found it very boring. Same. I think this show is too wide a scope. It's trying to build this world too too wide. We could have narrowed the lens a little bit. And uh, also, like, it's just not sexy to have the, <laughs> like, mm. initial boring talk about, like, I, no, there, there's no real action, except for one episode, One Way Out. Yeah. Um, but Stephen, what did you think about this show? Um, I... Th- I thought there was too much filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it could have been tighter. I'm not sure if my, I'm talking into my microphone. You are. Um, sort of. You're fine. It's the the one great part of it is that one way out episode, mm-hmm. right? It, because I'm a simple man, and I I love <laughs> I love simple like justice and fairness mm-hmm. and yeah. and righteousness and Andy and that circus is a, that and is a, he uses busted face and not having to be a tentacled alien oh right that's that's who that is he plays monkeys usually right oh (laughs) yeah Gollum. yeah yeah Yeah. um he was good you know and you know what great what so much of that the show is about is different different people's awakenings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when he has his awakening yeah it's so simple but it's beautiful no no not cassian when kino kino oh that's andy circus yeah oh okay yeah he has his awakening about what's really going on and and he you know it, it changes him and, yeah. and turns him into a leader and he Kills gets no him. benefit from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that episode was really beautiful. Again, simple, manipulative, but beautiful. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah, it was romantic. I, I That's what I liked about the show overall is that it is about, a you know, a rebellion against a, an evil empire. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's so like, it is. it's so on the nose, you know, but like mm-hmm. Luthen, the, Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård's character gives a speech to one of his um, spies or whatever who wants Lonnie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. who's spying on the security state or whatever. The ISB. Yeah, who wants to get out of it. He's like, he is tired of being a double agent and Mm -hmm. risking his life and Luthen tells him like, I... I've risked my entire life for this. This Mm -hmm. is my life. I've given up everything. Yeah, I'm like planting a tree that I'll never see the shade of yeah. or something like that. Nobody will ever know my name and yeah. know anything about his involvement. Yeah, and, and there is something beautiful about like the story of people working for something that they'll never personally, you know, reap the rewards of. And mm-hmm. that's what I liked about One Way Out is about the a prison uprising. They um the prisoners finally conspire to overthrow the guards yeah overthrow the prison and escape and it ends with them like it's a it's a on a prison planet in the middle of an ocean and it ends with them you know just diving into the ocean and it's like this moment of like they already won because they they did the uprising and now like they're probably all gonna die yeah (laughs) you know and uh yeah i cried during that episode i thought it was really well done but yeah i agree overall i think this show is a little lost on me or extremely lost mm-hmm. on me because I'm mm-hmm. not a real Star Wars head. Yeah. Um, I've seen most of the movies, but they just wash over me. Yeah. And I, in this show, um, I did think it was too long, but I think that it is full of filler that true Star Wars fans enjoy. You yeah. Know? It's that's... full of gadgets and like yeah. names of weird planets and 
fun aliens and shit. And it's just like, that's the kind of thing that um, I was complaining to you, Stephen, about this. Like, I get so bogged down in what the fuck everyone's talking about mm-hmm. because it's all so foreign to me that my ear doesn't know where to like focus mm-hmm. to actually follow the plot. So yeah. it's like, you know, there, there's a stolen NS9 star thing. You, and doesn't I'm like, matter. what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah. I don't know that. I don't know where to focus what matters. Yeah. And like, yeah. And so I just get lost stolen. in the... <laughs> focus on that. <laughs> stolen. From who? The Empire. For what reason? <laughs> to use. No, didn't he steal it from that ship when he was a kid? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I, I think that was different. No, I think that I think was he has it. a history of stealing things. Yeah, I mean, he does have a history of stealing yeah, yeah. things. I I agree. I think that in general Star Wars is so inside baseball that like I just yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's a not, really well-built universe. Yeah. But it's like I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's not for me. Yeah, I mean they all have a fucking Wikipedia page yes, which course. I had to go to for Silas or whatever that fucking Simp's name is. Oh yeah. What's his oh, name? Oh, Cyril. Cyril. Um, because I, I was like, so he, he's he's gonna become a a big shot, right? Like I, I don't was know. Like, is he Darth Vader? That's <laughs> like, what I, I was. Just I like, said that last night, is, which we know is not true. Is but I thought, Cyril gonna be like the yeah, like the like he's he's important somehow, not according to his Wikipedia. Like his Wikipedia mm. is just literally a recounting of everything that happens in Andor. So I'm like, so are you people making this up too? Like. <laughs> I know that this world is not real. It's not a documentary. So I know that it's all made up on some level. But yeah, it's, I just, I feel like I'm constantly missing something. Yeah. And also this show, it's very, very slow. Yeah. So I, like I said, I think all the filler and it being 12 episodes, real Star Wars fans probably enjoy it. Because it is, oh, you know. people love this show. Well realized. It's a well realized universe. But I... The first three episodes, I was taking notes and I was just like, everything, people are just talking about equipment and <laughs> gadgets, like mm-hmm. explaining them to each other, stealing them, talking mm-hmm. about who will buy the stolen ones. It is three episodes of just fencing stolen equipment and then explaining how equipment works and yeah. getting a mechanic to come work on the equipment. Episode four is when Cassian Andor agrees to a mercenary position doesn't really agree by the way right yeah it wasn't clear on that negotiation his entire life he has been kidnapped from whatever situation (laughs) he's in um but he so he embarks on this mission that's the fucking start of the show episode four which that made me so fucking mad like really nothing happens until i mean they're sort of establishing the tertiary characters but like they most of them hardly matter either like nothing matters yeah very few characters matter yeah the the (laughs) action that's incited in the first episode is he kills two people who work for the The proto empire whatever the proto empire it's a a company within the empire. yeah so whatever didn't catch that (laughs) (laughs) boring (laughs) anyway um yeah, so he kills these two people. Cyril, I was like, is Cyril the lover of one of these guys? Like, oh, I want to talk about that. Cyril, a hundred percent, is out for justice. Like his entire raison d'être is justice. And the guy who's above him at this company is like, these two were pieces of shit. We're gonna spin the story and say that they died heroically doing something else instead of leaving a brothel in the impulse zone or 
enjoyment zone or Ooh, whatever the, the fuck it was called. Zone. I don't know. <laughs> you could have convinced me that's what it's called. Yeah. The good times. Yeah. Zone. <laughs> yeah. It's Star Wars, so they'd probably call it like the blue light district or something. <laughs> yeah. But um so the guy is like just let it be. Like yes. who gives a shit he about these want two pieces the... of shit? Nobody cares yeah. that they got killed. And Cyril sets off this whole action by like going rogue basically mm-hmm. and like trying to search for Cassie and Andorra by just staring at his face on a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Cyril. I don't think he was meant to be the, the focus of this show, but like he's who I gave the most thought to. Yeah, why? What is his... I, I, so he's yeah. a, like a... Low-level... Like a low-level cop. Yeah. Um, He's a fucking... He's got like a simp for the Empire. Mm-hmm. He's a little bitch-faced fascist <laughs> monster. Sure. He becomes obsessed with Cassian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he botches this mission that he wasn't supposed to do and ends up losing his job. And his mom has to get him. And like killing a, people. Yeah, yeah. People killed. And his mom has to call in a favor from his uncle to mm-hmm. get him a little bureaucrat job. But he remains focused on Cassian. Like, And I really thought that this, that this show would be about this character's political awakening. Yeah. Because he is... Uh, he has undying allegiance to this, the very state that is the, you know, that it oppresses him. Mm-hmm. He, he will never rise out of, you know, being a low level loser. Um, but he can't see that. He, like, he's a cop died in the wool and, um, and ends up taking a weird journey where he is obsessed with this, uh, I don't know what anyone's positions are, but the lady, Dedra, who's mm-hmm. in the, some sort of security head. He starts being like a little stalkery with her mm-hmm. and it gets really weird. And I I just thought, maybe he's the most realistic character in the show because he's just like... An incel. Yeah, he's yeah. basically an incel, like Elon Musk reply guy who... Um, <laughs> I don't know. This show made me think a lot about Elon Musk reply guys for some reason because... Doesn't everything make nowadays make you think about Elon Musk? It does, but I think something this show does... Elon Musk sounds like a Star Wars name. It does. It really does. Yeah, Yeah. but something this show does extraordinarily well is understand the, like, true menace of little, like, Mm bitch-faced, like, loser fascists Mm -hmm. within a, like, techno-fascist empire, you know? Like, this, like, all the cops, like, are little pinch-faced losers Mm -hmm. like all the um prison guards are gross they're stupid little suits yeah they're stupid little suits they're little Um, uniforms at some point they bring a guy in to uh exact torture on one of the characters bix and he's like a weird little lab coat loser Mm -hmm. and it's like these are the kind of people who will rule the world in a techno-fascist like empire Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when elon musk finally just buys the white house uh this is the world we're gonna live in yeah you know, like people who should get shoved in a locker, but not yeah. to advocate for bullying, but um, <laughs> some people should be bullied. Yeah. But yeah, that's Elon something Musk like, should have been bullied. Yeah. Uh, we'd all be in a different Yeah. Place so right I, that's something I really enjoyed about this show is like the way it deploys little nerds and makes them terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is. Yeah, that's the whole system, right? That that's what it is. It is all these little. Yeah. Bitch face reply guys who are just. If anyone can get this to Darth Vader, yeah. please, like, it's just humiliating, yeah. like, absolutely fucking humiliating. And um, 
thinking, you know, it, it's like I said, the show is just set. It's setting up a world like I'm not surprised at all that this has a season two. It feels like the entirety of this season is just a prequel for getting to the real action of like when shit starts happening, I guess. BBY three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I just think, yeah, like the scope is so broad that. It, like nothing has happened at this point, basically. Why make a show about it? <laughs> <laughs> this entire season should have been the scrolling text. Could have been an email, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with Andor's, his awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Of like realizing that they're on the righteous side and like this uprising is needed or whatever. And he, he sort of incites the uprising in the prison. Right. Yeah. By telling everyone that none of us are getting out of this, like this is the time for us to make this happen. Like even with the initial mercenary job that he's hired for that he carries out, like he has no stakes and is yeah. not involved other than wanting to get paid for it and doesn't really have like any theology around it, even yeah. though he sees people die. He's responsible for killing people. Without a second glance, by the way, like I thought that that was the other thing that was interesting about the show. The thing that it does, it does show like how all these, yeah, reply guy motherfuckers are so pathetic. And it does show that, you know, also you have to be completely mercenary on the rebellion side, too. You have to be like, we're going to fucking lose people and you have to make like hard calls and nobody sheds any tears for any of those people that we all had to like I had to stare at fucking even Moss Bacharach naked for a lot of this show and then he just gets shot by Cassie (laughs) by Cassie and or um and yeah it's I think I think that's interesting setting that up about how like you have to be a ruthless motherfucker on either side it's just that you have the numbers for good I guess you're trying to do something to help people instead of just trying to be a cog in a machine and oppress people. But um, yeah, just too slow. Like, <laughs> just too, too slow. I've seen so much about, like, this show is amazing because it's all about, like, deciding, you know, to choose to do the right thing and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's not actually true for Cassian, I don't feel. I the We see the setup. He is living with Fiona Shaw. I can't, Marva, whatever Marva, her name yeah. is. Um, his adoptive mother. His adoptive mother. Who, who stole him from the planet Canari? <laughs> yeah. Um, literally drugged him and got him out of there on a right. spaceship and then forced him to live. I mean, didn't force. The, there's some noise about how that planet was. There was a mining disaster on the planet and yeah, everybody was going to die. Except all the people, there, there were a whole team of little kids. Yeah, I wasn't clear on what I liked that there was a lot of like dialogue in that scene in Canari that was not translated. No, not translated <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what the fuck they were saying? Yeah. Um but they were you saying know we're fine. We love living like this. <laughs> We've been doing this for years. Yeah. There's somebody out there right now working on a cipher for the Canari who's gonna <laughs> fucking like have that all explained for us. Um but yeah, so he's basically kidnapped by her, Stellan Skarsgard, trapped doesn't trap him but like they happen to be attacked and literally his only way out is to go with Stellan Skarsgård who's then like okay I will pay you to do this job um and so he's not he's not choosing anything at any point and being 
captive in a prison that you know you're not going to get out of, it's pretty safe to say that, like, yeah, I'm going to try to fucking get out of here instead right. of building X-Wing or whatever guys, it was. Whatever, like, whatever they're building. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Well, I mean, I, I guess characters around him are choosing to do the right thing, but why is it called Andor? Can well, we- my prediction... So there's one episode <clears throat> left. I don't know. I... I feel like this show necessarily has to be about his political awakening because of what we know in Rogue One. And it starts with him, like, it takes three and a half episodes to establish that he's just sort of a dirtbag. But what do we know in Rogue One about him? Because I don't remember anything about him. (laughs) He died in Rogue (laughs) One. Spoilers for Rogue One. Right? Um, Millions and millions of people, too. I, I mean, truly, I don't remember any rousing Cassian Andor speeches. I mean... I don't know. This should have been, it could have been called Stellan Skarsgård's wig. Like, it's not, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. There, I did think at some point, like, that this show should have been about Luthen instead of Luthen, that's right. But, um, but yeah, I think it does, it does have to be about his political awakening, mm-hmm. which, you know, he starts as a mercenary for a, um, a rebel invasion Faction, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then does the prison uprising. And I think somehow, my guess is that uh, Luthen, Stellan Skarsgård character, is going to die at the end. And somehow Cassian is going to take up the mantle of him, his revolutionary action. Mm. That's but guess. he can't now be a jeweler or whatever Luthen really is. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Antique stealer. Antique stealer, whatever. <laughs> There's So yeah, Luthen is the... Um, I guess, like, top secret operative, like, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes of all these rebel actions and his cover is that he's he's an antique stealer. And the scene where we see him open up his little armoire mm-hmm. and put on his jewelry and his wig, which I don't know why he has to wear a wig to be an antique stealer, <laughs> but I'm very grateful that yeah. we got to see that. <laughs> I, but, I mean, he was sort of, like, putting on a lot of jewelry. And yeah. I was like, is he getting into drag? And that's <laughs> what I thought, too. That's 100% what I thought. I was yeah. like, is he going to peel off his human suit and be like a <laughs> tentacle thing, or like put on you know makeup, look or like a little tapeworm or whatever? <laughs> like, um, Stephen likes to point out that the aliens in Star Wars are always they're just bipedal humanoids, but like with a weird squid face yeah. or something. <laughs> and I started to worry that it's a very old fashioned. It's it's like yeah. it's like a fifties yeah. like alien movie. In that way, like it doesn't it really do, think outside the box, right? It could do know? something so much more sophisticated, yeah. but it purposefully doesn't. Yeah, it's like nah, we're just gonna just gonna put a mask on somebody, yeah, and make them say like leap, glorp, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes just speak weird English, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had a thought because they were also like alien animals, and I started to get worried that like bipedal creatures are just favored, and like maybe some of these animals are completely intelligent like well i'm sure there'll be another but... fucking 75 episode show about the, <laughs> the bipedal uprising <laughs> yeah like or the, the quadrupeds taking over. yeah oh my god yes <laughs> i would watch and then a thousand years into the future like the quadrupeds are the dominant species yeah i mean that's call us hopefully George where we're, hopefully where we're heading um yeah what else well so we're i wasn't sure what to make of like Maybe this is an every Star Wars thing, but there is a lot made of like fashion details. Like we see Luthen change into his 
art mm-hmm. dealer costume. Um, Cyril, <laughs> the little fascist cop, like his introduction to us, like his boss asks, like, did you alter your uniform? Yeah. He's like, oh, I added some piping and pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I had it tailored. Yeah. And then later his mom's yelling at him about his outfit choice and the height of his collar mm-hmm. on his turtleneck. And he was like arguing the fact with that he's wearing brown. Yeah. And he, he also said, like, I had it tailored. And I was like, what? What's going on with this? Like, what are we to make of all the, like, what is it? What are we learning about that character that he cares so much about his uniform? Is that just like a little fascist thing as being super into your uniform that sounds right yeah <laughs> yeah guys <laughs> i want to that. talk fashion <laughs> yeah. we watched star I mean, yeah, wars you, and i you, want to talk about fashion you know you presumably there's standard issue but if mm. you're really into it and you want to you want to make it part of you not just something you put on but something that's who you are okay and adding those features integrates you into the empire further but then you're differentiating yourself from everyone when you just want to be a cog in this stupid machine i don't know yeah i i I think it's trying to invest a little of your personality in in the existing structure sure i don't know yeah but that's why i'm confused about cyril if anyone out there knows if cyril does in fact become dark (laughs) (laughs) is he actually the emperor palpatine is there going to be some time shift (laughs) they Mm. mentioned the emperor palpatine so he already exists but um we are at bff tv on the radio uh feel free to send all your angry angry tweets to us um or explain anything about the show that we're missing um or do it on instagram if you don't want to use twitter yeah, I'm not looking at our We're Instagram also at right BFF now. TV so. on the radio. You need, yeah, you need, I feel free I to, need to start that. doing that. Get in our DMs if you want. Yeah. Um, Michael J got off of Twitter oh, because truly of Trump. The shaft, absolute shaft of sunlight across his torso. Yeah. Biggest loss for Twitter. Um, bigger than the thousands of employees that left this week. And I think Michael Schur left too. Ooh. Yeah. And he. Oh was, really? Yeah. And he was. I I enjoyed his Twitter. Saw presence. Ken Tremendous just yesterday. Well, um, you can follow us on Mastodon at uh, yeah. BFF TV on the radio dot dot, dot social dot Mastodon Springer Spaniel dot Velociraptor dot IE Space Hog. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just overall found this to be extremely slow, and yeah. I just need a little more action in my Star Wars guys. I and also I I like my robots to do something. Yeah, the little sad robot Does was... <laughs> what? It has no function. Why? Why would He's you gonna... get an emotionally needy robot? <laughs> Who came up with this? No, I think... So I think one thing about this is a lot of the people in this obviously are dealing with like PTSD, including that robot, right? And so... <laughs> yeah, the robot has PTSD. Um, but I think season two is going to lean into that. Like the guy he escaped the prison with was so adamant about like people must know what's happening people must know and i was like well 500 of you made it into the ocean or whatever like some of them made them back to made it back to their home planets or whatever and yeah i don't i don't know guys it's just boring (laughs) i I need a little there wasn't enough razzle dazzle in this rebellion for me i need a little well and all the serial stuff is so boring it's like like a c plot that has no point it's like Oh great! We get to listen to him whine again. So many of the, berate him. Yeah, yeah, so many of the plots were so. Again, the he kills these people in the leisure zone, the pleasure zone, the whatever zone, 
Um, and he's there because he's looking for his sister. Yeah. Completely dropped. That's that. dropped. Yeah. That's <laughs> dropped. Like, and then Fiona Shaw just says, like, your sister. No, <laughs> Don't look just, for your just, sister. Just let that go. Yeah. <laughs> let that go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's going to come back in the last I'm episode. sure it's all going to come back. I mean, the thing about Star Wars is, and I, last night I happened to have dinner at Sessions in the Presidio, and afterwards mm. we walked on up to oh, I don't like that place. the Yoda. <laughs> a lot anyway uh we walked on up to the yoda statue yeah and they had you know the interior of like lucasfilm lit up and i didn't realize that like you can see the little r2d2 and darth vader costume and stuff in the lobby they had it all lit up last night and there was a guy there absolutely geeking the fuck out like (laughs) losing his mind and that's the power of star wars right like Mm -hmm. people like i even got like a little thriller visibly geek out (laughs) He was just saying, like, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. Out loud. He was visibly <laughs> geeking out. And um, so uh, that's the power of Star Wars, right? But, like, I don't need. I think they're a little high on their own supply, guys. I mean, I don't need a fucking backstory for everyone. I know it's a really well-built world and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, like, this has not established to me why Cassian Andor is so important. Like Rogue One established that this was the inciting thing that kicked off the rebellion in mm-hmm. my mind. If I'm totally misremembering that, let me know. Let me know. Um, and I understand like he's one of the guys on the ship, but like, are we going to get a fucking Riz Ahmed story? Are we going to get the Fiona no Shaw story? <laughs> I wouldn't either, but like, it's just, I don't fucking, yeah, we get it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I get it, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Small people bending together can rise up against the Empire. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and really, Star Wars just came down to Mark Hamill being a good athlete. Just had good aim. <laughs> That's what it was about. That's right. what every story comes down to. Is that how it to. ends? He shoots the dust. Every the, story the is just a sports an- <laughs> Yeah, sports. Allegory. After having practiced on womp rats as mm-hmm. a child. Sure, sure. Yeah. You guys are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so any other predictions for how this is going to no, end? No, I don't I feel give like a shit. I don't care. It's kind of anticlimactic since it's a season. He's, uh, we're getting a well, season so two. what is your prediction? Do you think he's going to go back to the planet for Marva's funeral? I don't know. I So Marva dies, and I think it's implied that she died on purpose because people were like, she won't take her medicine or she's hiding mm-hmm. her medicine. And I thought she purposefully died so that she couldn't be used as leverage against Cassian. But... Um, sounds plausible. It mm-hmm. sounds plausible, but if that idiot just comes back for her funeral <laughs> and gets mm-hmm. caught, like she will have done that for nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know what's gonna happen. I also don't understand the exchange between Luthen and the Forest Whitaker character. Really, Forest Whitaker. <laughs> can we just talk about? Okay. I. I mentioned Andy Circus earlier, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that Andy Circus does really well is he is. Yeah, for somebody who has done most of his career under insane CGI, he is an extremely emotive actor. I think he is like, you totally buy that this guy like can lead a prison uprising, right? That he's like inspirational, that he's like, you know, he it that episode was just electric and the rest of the season was so flat in comparison. And then you have the Forrest Whitaker character and I'm like, you 
just his entire personality is just trying to talk weird. And I'm, I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. And when I saw him, I was like, I fucking remember I hated him in Rogue One, too. That's or, funny. I was or, reading Reddit and like everyone about this episode was like, I'm so glad that they fleshed out the Saw character. He was so good. Like Forrest ugh, Whitaker is no. doing the greatest acting of his out. career. No. And that's, so th- again, in kind of talking about how like this whole show is just world building like it's the same thing there's so much made about the Forrest Whitaker character but he's not even the guy they're trying to get to the the right. guy they're getting to is Crest Unseen. whatever who like oh. Anto, Anto Krieger whatever <laughs> yeah right like we don't even meet that guy yet no. like no. fuck dude. we saw a hologram a of him yeah we and we see a hologram of him but it's yeah it's like oh god yeah do we have to fucking meet everybody's third grade high school or third grade grade teacher in like the Star Wars universe. It's just. Yeah, I guess that's what bogs me down. Yeah. Is, like, all this talk about people. I'm like, do I know him? Like, yeah. am I supposed to know who that <laughs> is? Matter. Is he famous? Yeah. Here? Like, you know, and yeah. I don't know because I've. Yeah. I've seen maybe half, not even half since there's multiple series now, but like a fraction of the Star Wars properties. Yeah. And what I have seen goes in one ear and out the other and I can't retain any of that. So but see, people say that this is a show that's good for people who aren't like super star yeah, wars, but no, still, I don't still too hard for me. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the case. And people The Ewoks, that was a movie that stuck with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saw that in the theater. Well so the thing that Star Wars does amazingly is get you invested in like I give a shit about R two D two. I give a shit about Baby Craig. I give a shit Yoda, whatever his name is. Grogu, whatever. Sorry, he's Baby Craig in you my house. Always be Baby Craig. <laughs> Truly, Baby Craig in my in my house. And also, I found the Mandalorian insanely compelling. Really, I didn't watch it. I really like the Mandalorian. I didn't watch it early when it first came out, um, and people lost their minds about Grogu and. When I watched it, when my daughter and I watched it, my only regret is that I did not do a TikTok series of her live reactions to watching that show because it's utterly compelling. You talked earlier about like the Star Wars relationship with food and the Mandalorian is 100% about getting this little cute AF little guy through to his next meal. That's yeah. all that that's all that little kid cares about is eating. And it's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable and so relatable. And I thought the Mandalorian, I was in from the get. I was like Yeah, it just this was boring, guys. Okay. Andorra is boring. And also Diego Luna not really setting the stage on fire there. Like Yeah, he's fine. He's not I don't know. Yeah, he's not blowing my mind. No, I just, yeah. What is the Star Wars obsession with blue milk? I I mean, I think, I don't know. It's just a through line, right? Like that you just have to. Everyone remembers fondly having blueberry cereal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think in, you know, the, the original scene in the cantina where the blue milk, like the blue milk is something that stuck with people and was. It's fan Talked service. Talked about in 1977. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the whole fucking thing is fan, fan service at yeah. this point. Um, I did laugh. There's multiple scenes where Cyril is like grumpily eating his cereal with blue mm-hmm. milk while his mom berates him. And there are a couple other scenes where we see like the the senator and her fancy spread uh-huh. of like, you know, crudite or whatever. It's all weird Star Wars food, like big chunky wine glasses full of green liquid. 
he's eating his cereal, his green cocoa puffs with blue milk, mm-hmm. and there's a plate of fruit, and it's just like South American fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at this weird space shit. It's yeah. like a horned melon and a lychee or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine being in like a tropical South American country watching that and being like, hey, <laughs> that's just our fruit. <laughs> I would, I will say too, I would love to drive a spaceship. Would you? It looks fun as hell. Stellan Skarsgård's spaceship. You I was you're like, cut out for oh, drive. cool. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, and it, like, got the little things out that cut through the ships. And, like, I was like, he's got yeah, a real like tricked out. like a He's got a tricked out spaceship. <laughs> and I would like to go sideways on that. Yeah. It That's so funny because fun. that scene where he's, like, about to get arrested by the arrestor ship or whatever. <laughs> and they have a little space dog fight i thought like oh this is just like you can't have a star wars unless there's <laughs> yeah. a little war in the stars <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that that was wedged in awkwardly but i'm glad you enjoyed it i loved it i was like i wrote a note saying i would i would very much like to fly it, a space it doesn't seem believable to me though because luthan luthan's supposed to be sort of a, a strategist mm-hmm. right the idea that oh on top of running all of this shit he's also an expert space pilot but he's a renaissance man i don't think that it was that was what i was like he has this tricked out spaceship i wasn't that like he's a great pilot it's just that like he has all this shit that he can deploy like because that's the whole thing with the rebellion right like the the entire there's another story about the what she countess what is she a government official senator 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 mons Uh, mothra or something (laughs) something i think it's mothma um Anyway, so that's the thing is that it is secretly, you know, well-funded. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, it's all just about moving equipment around. It's got the best (laughs) equipment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no one was expecting that spaceship to have those neat No, that's the thing, yeah. That that, that thing that he deployed that blew up their... The track. The tractor, tractor beam. beam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tractor beam. Space shows love tractor beams. Yep. Gotta have a tractor beam, yeah. <laughs> Can't go to space without a tractor beam. No, wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything to say about the senator's storyline? Um, She is going to happily sell her daughter into semi-slavery because her daughter's a real bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And the daughter will happily, the daughter is essentially doing the equivalent of those TikToks where it's like, boy, they really had us fooled with feminism. Like the daughter is. Yeah, she has a progressive politician mother. So she's, of course, like turning into a little trad cast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And her mother is like trying to fund the rebellion by doing some complicated money laundering with, um, let me check my notes. Notorious dirtbag Tay Davo Sulden or no, something. Not even close. Oh yeah, Davo Skulden. Oh, so not sorry. even close. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Very close. Good job. <laughs> um but yeah, and the the only thing he wants is for her to betroth her thirteen year old daughter to her his fourteen year old son, which is the tradition there that they come from, but she's you know, that's old fashioned and but I think I think she's totally. I mean, she's going. It looks like she's going along with it, and she should. Her she daughter said is no, awful. She said no, but that's you got to think hold. of the greater good, right, yeah, lady? What kind of fucking rebel that's are the you? Thing. What are you sacrificing? So I did think that there there was a point. She's talking to the her banker friend from home, and she's saying that you know Tam she's Falco or something. Hey, hey. 
Tay Falco is a musician. Tay, but yeah, Tay Clavo, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's not it. Uh, also, just as an aside, um, Andy Cassian, what's his name? Cassian? Andor? Cassian. Cassian Andor, when he moves to Ninamo Bar or wherever the fuck he made Niamos or whatever. Keith, Keith Grigo. Keith Gurgle. <laughs> you named yourself Keith Gurgle? <laughs> this seems like a good point to, at which Dick we can Gilles. talk about our own Star Wars. Movies. All right, Stephen, lay it on us. I'm very excited about my Star Wars. Movie. Okay, Prick Bondo. <laughs> okay, that's you a good can't one. Be prick. prick Bondo. I mean, Keith it's Gurgle. an old family name, Keith Gurgle. Like, prick come Bondo. on now. Also, what's yours? Apollonia Jimmy Jams. <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't, that doesn't sure. ring true. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is a name. Apollonia, Apollonia Jimmy Jones can be a name. What's what's your name? What's your Star Wars name? Um, Orly Tates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Lauren Boebert. Um, That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Boebert. Yeah. Um, Switch it around. If it were Bobert Lauren, could you yeah. slot right yeah. in? That's, that's right. Bobert Taylor Green. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, there is kind of a thing in this about she talks to she's talking to her old bank friend Tay mm-hmm. about how she basically can fund and lead this rebellion because everybody's like, oh, she's a woman, and like she distracts them with like the stupid shit she's doing yeah. and. In her the Senate. Charitable yeah, her little and foundations and whatever. And it's the same for like Bix or whatever her name is. Like, and you know, her niece or cousin or whatever. Oh, yeah, her cousin. Leads, Vel. Yeah, Vel leads the raid on Arcadia or wherever the fuck. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like too much. Yeah, yeah, if everywhere has, if I have to like get the map of like right. Star Wars first, then I'm yeah. It's I'm like already looking out. at one of those um, 3D posters at the mall for me. You know that like you have to mm-hmm. cross your eyes to see. I could never see them. That's what Star Wars yeah. is to me. <laughs> I can't see the 3D part. I can't see the stars or the war. Yeah, yeah. I did laugh at when the senator's hitting up her old friend, the banker for um bankrolling the rebellion she asked to confide in him about something political mm-hmm. and he's basically like well you know my politics have gotten a little spicy you know for yeah you. you probably don't we, we probably don't have anything political in common and it's like I, babe i listen to chapo trap yes yeah. now I don't, I don't think you want to talk 100%. to me about politics <laughs> shut the fuck up dude 100 <laughs> percent. but so yeah they talk about like marva um you know Whatever, like I, it's it's the whole thing about like oh women are secretly running it, but we don't uh-huh. even get to see that. There's no payoff for any of that. Like it, this entire season just felt like it's setting it up for season two. Yeah, and season one could have been that scrolling thing at the start of season two, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Once I learned yesterday that there was going to be a season two, I lost all hope for the season finale. <laughs> yeah, like, it's oh, going to necessarily gonna... be anticlimactic. It's, yeah. it's right? going to be him just staring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that sad computer or droid or whatever. Yeah, just hanging out with the little emo computer. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a reveal about, like, whatever Cyril is. I do feel like we're focused so much on that unpleasant character that he has to be the origin story for some famous yeah. villain, right? Maybe, I to get... maybe the villain who carries the next season. Maybe that's all. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the payoff can possibly be. The villain be. is... Bureaucracy, that's the villain. Like, it's just, yeah, there's, you talk about how they're talking about devices and blah, blah, blah. There's also, 
extended scenes of the Empire sitting around on the uh, in the employee handbook, page seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and I get it that that's again relatable. Like, this is the real world where we are all waking up in the morning and like logging on to see what crazy shit Elon Musk did yeah. now with his little band of hostages who are here for their fucking oh visas God. and can't so leave sad. Twitter. Um, they're also it, hardcore, don't forget. Uh, extremely <laughs> hardcore, yeah. Hope you have an extremely yeah, hardcore Yeah, the day. prison planet, like, <laughs> the number of scenes, so they're assembling some equipment, it's a, a labor camp, the number of scenes where we see them do a shift and, like, nothing happens, yeah, yeah. like, I... I don't want to go to work with the people I'm yeah, watching on TV. I thought that was yeah. really a, a squander, squandering of time because like when they finally do the prison uprising, it feels like it comes a little bit out of nowhere. Like yeah. not really, but like it feels like they, they should have I, been fomenting their rebellion yes. during that. But like they didn't. We even, just watched them assembling equipment for multiple even scenes. Even with the prison uprising, they were like, today's the day. We got to do it. And then nobody talks about how. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a plan, guys? Well, they kind or, of jam it all in there. Wait, do, <laughs> yeah. do, do, do what? <laughs> yeah. We're doing what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Today's meatloaf day. <laughs> um, meatloaf flavored dog kibble day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the other thing about, in general, me being kind of lost as to why this is called Andor, like, his thing, right, is... Yeah, I, for me, what I want in the finale is, like, a payoff where, like, he kicks it into the next level, right? But so far, all we've seen, like, we haven't really seen him be super inspiring or be anything. Like, he seeds the floor to Kino, and he's like, you're the one who needs to tell these people to leave or whatever. Like, we haven't seen him do anything. The only thing he's good at is, like, he's an observational savant. That's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He like That's knows a, which hand people yeah. like right. shoot with. You're and, like, you oh see that, and then, I love like, how everyone was blown away by that. Yeah, and then he looks at them, but shoots left. Yeah, he <laughs> looks at them like doing the shift, and you're like, okay, so he's he knows how to do this job now from watching. Like, yeah, it's just I don't know. I just needed a little. I need something more. Yeah. Like, and also, it bugs the shit out of me that Neamos or wherever. They are, which, as you said, is the floor bomb ashore of the galaxy. Um, You see him in, like, what I believe to be a hotel room, correct? Um, I don't know. No, I think it was that woman's apartment, the woman. Well, but then there were two tapeworms in the bed when he came back. Oh, I thought it was a tapeworm with a lady. We didn't get a clear shot of that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, is that lady sleeping clear. with a tapeworm? Yeah. I think it was two tapeworms. It can't anyway. be a, okay, maybe it's, it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't matter. Well, anyway, why would that the, box be there? Maybe it's, 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 that's his suitcase with his money, right? right? But why would it still be there I, if it, it was, was a hotel hidden, room? Maybe. Like, but it, it, was, it was up above the shower, but it was barely up above the yeah. shower. I'm like, come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah. Uh, what's what's the complaint there more style than substance is my complaint i uh yeah i don't know i don't know those i have to say though the prison cells i was like somebody is paying a lot for a room like that in a star wars hotel Mm. oh yeah Yeah. i mean (laughs) they looked far be it for me to yeah envy a prisoner but very stylish yeah Yeah, i think there are japanese apartments yeah totally the the floor is lava thing was not great but (laughs) i thought it was a great idea yeah sure that was as soon as that started i was like oh leah's not gonna like watching all these barefoot people walk around (laughs) i didn't like the 
close up of his feet after uh, clinging to the side of a cliff for oh, yeah. overnight, <laughs> covered in blood. Um, <sighs> yeah. What else? Uh, already talked about bipedal aliens and space food, so it pretty much covers so it. So, what what is it about? What what's 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 the what are the major themes? Yeah, it's about his. Is it about just bureaucracy? Is I mean. Yeah, it's about bureaucracy, and it's about. Um, I mean, it's about American Empire, right? Yeah. Like, why don't people hate American Empire more since they all love Star Wars so much? Yeah. It's about Elon Musk reply, guys. Because Star Wars is out. keeping everybody asleep. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's about his. Yeah, it's about like his. Uh, I I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's about his awakening. But I it, guess it's, not it's about a lot the of rebellion. There's no yeah. everybody, everybody is having an awakening. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's the sort of through line. But we did get eight hours of REM sleep, guys, in this fucking <laughs> show. Believe me. But nobody's tired. Nobody's waking up tired. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't. The do robot it for me. doesn't have an awakening. I want to. The robot back. needs to be on meds. Clearly, isn't the point of having a robot that you don't have to feel guilty about having a slave or low wage worker mm-hmm. doing your labor? Like, why would you want an emotionally needy robot? It completely <laughs> defeats the point. <laughs> Did we see that robot perform one useful task? No, no, no. he was Nothing. built just to Wine. be needy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. a black hole of. Consolation. Anyway, do you guys want to take a Star Wars name quiz? <laughs> sure, let's do it. <laughs> Prick Bondo does. <laughs> Prick Bondo. I'm going to start calling you that. <laughs> um, okay, real Star Wars name or not? Uh, Gar Taffied. No. No. Real. That was in this series. Watched. <laughs> um, Therm Scissor Punch. No. No. Real. That's from what? Solo. No, it is not. <laughs> it's from Solo. Wow. What? Okay. I got yours. I guess Apollonia Jimmy Jam is fine. <laughs> Jimmy Jams. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Flebo Halcor. Yes, that's real. That's fake. I made that. What? <laughs> uh, Bertina Montolio. Fake. Fake. Good job. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer- I'm at twenty five percent so far. <laughs> Uh, Roger Azarian. Fake. Fake. That's a real person. That's was uh, Matthew Perry's guest role on Beverly Hills 90210. Good job. <laughs> uh, General Booty. <laughs> I know the answer real. to this one. <laughs> Fake. Fake. But a real quarterback. For the University of Oklahoma, General Booty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biggs Darklighter. No. Fake. Real. Yep. That's from A New Hope. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, why are any of us <laughs> devoting any time to this fucking series, people? I mean, the Star Wars universe in general. Salacious B. Crumb. No. <laughs> Fake. That's from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Salacious B. Crumb. Salacious okay. B. Crumb. I already threw an Orly Tate, so. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk, real or fake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess that's all. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this show? Are you going to watch the last episode? Yeah, I gotta watch the last episode. Are you yeah. gonna watch season two? Um, probably not. I feel Maybe. like everybody who's like, this is the best written one. This is the one that you can get in on. This is like uh, Mandalorian was much better. M- much better. Much much better. Yeah, save yourself some time. Watch the Mandalorian. I will say, if you um want to watch this show, if you're on the fence, you're not a super Star Wars nerd. 
read the episode summaries for episodes one through three because it is not necessary. It's the action starts in episode four. I uh, say just watch episode ten. And you're all caught up. <laughs> it's fair fine. Enough. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Stephen, for joining thank us. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, stay Crypt tuned. Bondo. Thank you, Crypt Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for Indie Rock Girl Radio, and we'll be back next week with more TV on the radio. Satellite You satellite